if I were a housewife, who would I be? Um, see, here's the thing. Like, it's really hard to cast people as housewives because none of my friends are, like, monsters. So, <laughs> like, I think I could see you... I could maybe see you as, like, Giselle Bryant from Potomac. Describe her to me. Um, former pastor's wife. Husband cheated on her multiple times within his congregation. She has, like, three kids. She's just kind of, like, messy. And, like, she always hates the new person. She's, like, super loyal to her friends. Like, her and Robin are, like, this. And she's just, like, always kind of judging everyone. And it's just always, like, kind of calling people out when they need to be. But she's not, like, she's not over the top in any way either. If you were a housewife, which one are you? Other than, I mean, obviously, Lisa Vanderpumper. Yeah. And I think, ultimately, at my 30th birthday, it'll probably be LVP that I'll be. Sometimes I scare myself and I see a lot of Sonia Morgan in me. And she's just, like, an out-of-control drunk on <laughs> New York. And, like, just has these amazing one-liners. It's just, like, far too open. Like, in the season 13 premiere, she literally is like, Oh my gosh, I found my razor from when I used to shave my... But, like, they bleep it out. And she's just talking to, like, her intern about it. And I'm like, I see a lot of her in me. <laughs> A lot of our quotes that go on our quote board in my apartment are from Sonia Morgan when we watch Housewives. And what what makes Lisa Vanderpumper like you? I mean, nothing. I just want to be her. She's okay. like elegant. She's grace. She's witty. She's like, she stirs the pot. She's constantly in all of the drama. I just love her. I love that I know nothing about Real Housewives and truly your friendship is going to end up making me watch it. And I <laughs> hate it so much. Want to start the episode? Do we want to start? Okay, great. Live from our respective apartments, it's the Real Housewives Recap Hour. <laughs> You're <laughs> just meeting for plastic with the hosts, judges, yada yada, Katie Claire Arbor, Chris Jacob Goodman. Woo! We are so jazzed. I feel oh. God in this chilies tonight. <laughs> We're beasts. Yes, we are. Beast. <laughs> How dare you? I don't particularly like you. <laughs> I don't particularly like you either. <laughs> oh God, we are on a housewives roll and I am here for it. We're insane. Yep. In the best way. It's weeks four and five. We're halfway through season four, and clearly, we're off our rockers. Just like the judges. Just like everything. It was such an insane couple of episodes for, like, so many different reasons. The judges had, like, the harshest... Cr Len was the grumpiest we have ever seen him. To this point. Yes. We've we've seen a grumpy Len Goodman. But not like to like everyone. My favorite thing though is how Tom Bergeron can just disarm Len and make him go from being yes. like, grumpy fighting at like Bruno 
And then Tom can just jump in with a quip and Len will just start laughing and clapping. And it just warms, it warms my cold dead heart. I love to think that like Len and Tom are like low key the BFFs of the show that we just like don't know about. Like I love to think that they are just like in each other's trailers all day long. I worship them both. So I am here for it. I'm ready to live that fantasy. <laughs> Shall we dive right in? We've done I I think we've we done I've, so much already. We have done so much quipping and having so much fun. I think I'm ready to talk about our first departed couple. All right, it's time to pour one out for that nifty 50-year-old. Farewell to Lisa Gibbons. And the bad boy, Tony Tovolani. This is going to sound really harsh, but it's almost a shame that she didn't go out last week instead of this week. Mm -hmm. Because it would have been so much nicer for her to go out on a high and go out on a tango. But instead, she goes out on whatever this Paso Doble was. Well, the Paso Doble was never going to be her dance. Based on everything we've seen of her, I I there was no way I expected this to go well. I had, like, decent expectations, though, based upon the tango, just because I was like, okay, maybe she can do a sort of serious dance, but she could not. (laughs) No, it lacked a tag. I mean, in the tango, you can do passion, you can do serious, but a paso is so different from the passion of a tango. It requires attack. Mm-hmm. It requires fire. And even though she looked like she had been breaking out of her shell, especially in that tango, the paso, we just went right back to where she started. Yep. Which was a shame because we had seen growth. It just, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a very lackluster dance. There was no emotion on her face. And it was, it just was sad. She was meek and she was mild again, it felt like. Like, it just, she seemed lost out there. I think she forgot a large portion of the middle of the dance. It looked Mm -hmm. to me like she just went up on what the moves were. Mm -hmm. Alas. I did enjoy the judges were very harsh in their critiques to her. But she was very Mm -hmm. receptive. She was like... Oh, thank you for the advice. I, I mean, she was taking it all in stride and thanking them and kind of reacting positively, which I'm sure would be very hard to do. We saw a couple people not react all that well to harsh criticism. So yes, I, I I enjoyed Lisa's attitude. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready to say goodbye to her. So, Lisa... Bye, girl. Bye forever. Enjoy doing what it is you do. Whatever it is you do. (laughs) Doing things. It's Lisa with a Z. You know, it's a shame we've never gotten Liza Minnelli on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Is Liza? Yes, she is still alive. She is still alive. (laughs) What's 
funny is, Katie, there is a Twitter account dedicated to when celebrities die. It is a Twitter account that just says, Liza Minnelli has outlived fill in the blank. <laughs> I need to follow that account. Have, do you follow Ted Danson's? Is today Ted Danson's <laughs> birthday? Uh, no, I don't because... It literally... Every single day, they just tweet, today is not Ted Danson's birthday. And then on Ted Danson's birthday, it just says, today is Ted Danson's birthday. No, no exclamation, like nothing. And I, it gives me so much joy. I've been very proud of me. I've been using Twitter a lot less because it wasn't exactly doing wonders for my mental health. And today was the first mm -hmm. time I've set a limit on my phone of how long I can be on it, which is like 45 minutes. Since I set this limit like a month and more ago, today was the first day that I got a warning that I was within five minutes of meeting my time limit. And I was like, look at me. I'm growing as a person. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Throw me a party. <laughs> I'll throw you a party for it. <laughs> All right. Bye forever, Lisa. We already tried to say goodbye to you. <laughs> we move along then to our next couple. It's Layla and Maxim. In week four, they perform a pasta delay. Chris... I had a very different reaction to this dance than the judges did. How did you feel about this dance? I thought it was technically danced well. But like we said with Lisa, it was lacking some sort of spark to really light it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She just didn't attack enough. It was evident at the end there were these couple high kick moves that she like barely moved her leg up. It was clearly supposed to be like a big, intense high kick. Where was the attack? From Layla Ali, somebody that we've seen attack dances this season. And it's a Paso. I guess when you put it that way, I can I can agree with everything you're saying. I truly Oh, you loved it. Oh, you loved it. Well, I didn't like love it. I just thought, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thought it was one of the most difficult choreographed possibilities we had ever seen. The way that they, they had such staccato movements, like just everything about the dance, I thought was so difficult that like, I was a little bit more forgiving that she maybe wasn't killing it or attacking it or crushing it because I was like, I just don't know if I've seen a, da a harder dance performed on a show up to this point. Intriguing. I just, I, I lacked fire from her. And I did, I did as well. I did not think that the like performance was there, but I thought that the, like, I just literally was so blown away by the choreography and then to have none of the judges touch on that or anything like that, I was like, well, maybe I'm just an idiot. And maybe I just, like, was wanting to see something. I don't know. But, like, I thought the way that they moved and the the steps and how... Because it almost, like... 
I mean, I don't want to get, like, technical or anything, but, like, it just felt like they would do, like, three steps, and then they would, like, pause for a few seconds, and they would, like, do more. It just, all of it felt so difficult. I was blown away by it in that aspect. Okay. That's fair, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I was more in line with the judges, I suppose, Mm -hmm. whereas Lisa's Pazzo got 655 for 16. Layla's got straight sevens for a 21. Mm -hmm. To me, it was accurate. Perhaps to you it was underscored. I mean, I I don't know that I, like, walked away being, like, so underscored. Because, like, I did think she looked overwhelmed. But I was just like, well, with choreography that difficult, how could you not be? So I am, I would maybe have liked to see an eight just for what they were attempting. But I understood a 21. But isn't this the Monique Coleman conundrum of you're trying to do more than you can attain? Yeah. But on the week before, we're accused of doing so much less because of time. Then this stood Mm -hmm. in stark contrast because they did so much, but they did. Yeah, I mean, they just can't quite seem to figure out the formula. We... We seemed to have a lot of tension between Layla and Max in yes. this episode. Yes. Because in the package, I mean, Max apologizes for the broken hold. Mm-hmm. And Layla doesn't seem, especially in her one-on-one confessional, doesn't seem too forgiving of the fact that Max broke the rules for them yes she seems rather unhappy yes rather perturbed whatever that word is so i'm i'm very curious to see how this partnership seems like we can really see the cracks whereas say another partnership where we know that there was unhappiness in paradise (laughs) They don't seem yes. to be letting that come through. Yes. For well, the most part. A, well, a little bit. We get it this time. Yes. But like other partnerships, I don't know. This one just seems like there's there's a little bit of push-pull happening. Yes. And maybe that's, again, us reading in or me reading in knowing what's to come. Who Max is. Yes. So after week four, Layla and Max come, dare I say, roaring back with a rumba. And Layla's fiance joins us. For one of these dumb packages. (laughs) Can my fiance sign off on my sexy dance, please? Maybe she wanted to teach him a thing or two. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Max was looking so hot with that earring and the really spiked hair and the popped (laughs) collar. He was the mid-aughts poster boy. Sex appeal up the wazoo. In Max's own words, sex on a stick. (laughs) Was it? Maybe it's not Max's own words. Somebody describes him as sex on a stick. Eventually. I can't remember who. (laughs) We'll get there. Yep. 
unfortunately, we'll get there. So they perform Chris and I's favorite style of dance, a rumba. I'm shocked they had chemistry in this. I literally wrote down, they finally have the connection I have been wanting in all of their other dances where I've been like, I'm just not feeling it between them. This one, I was like, are they going to make out? And am I going to be okay with it? Like, they just worked. I was shocked. Yeah. She can move her hips and, like, just move so well. It all, it was, it just all worked. Yeah, it was a wonderful dance. And she looks good in literally every outfit they put her in. This one, this purple dress that had, like, a side cutout. Mm. She was beautiful. She's beautiful every week. I'm oh, like, she looks good in anything. Uh, yeah, she's unreal. Honestly, you could put her in some of the worst costumes that we've seen on the show, and I'd probably say, Oh, serve, work, yes. twirl. Yes, I think in the rumba, they did a smidge too much walking for me, but that was really my only big critique. Mm-hmm. I never really have rumba choreography feelings because I just cannot care. But I liked this. I liked it a lot. Len gave it a 10. And it got a 28. Yeah, and I think deserved. I'm not gonna lie. I preferred another rumba over hers. So in contrast to that, I was like, well, maybe it's a smidge overscored, but like, I'm never going to be good at scoring a rumba. All of the rumbas get a one from me for existing. Katie, you can't tell me that Clyde's rumba was better than that. It was not Clyde's rumba that I enjoyed. <laughs> Katie, I know. I, I understand that. <laughs> um, also, I know which rumba you're talking about and you're wrong. Just so you know, you're wrong. No, I'm not. I'm right. No, absolutely not. Yes, I am. And I can I can tell you why you're wrong, but we'll talk about it when we get to that person. So it's weird that Layla and Max go from like the cracks are showing. It feels like this partnership is going to fall apart to it works. Yeah, to like major <laughs> chemistry, totally feeling it. Second highest score of the night. Mm-hmm. They do very well. So from one strong contender to the next, let's talk about Apollo Anton Ono and Julianne Huff. Katie, I hate to say it, I cannot take him seriously because of the goatee and the (laughs) hair. It's a signature look, though. That's Apollo. That's the problem. It's his signature look. And it's not something that I can get behind. Well, I will say, so I hit a real turning point with Apollo. Mm -hmm. And I am, I've spent the last two episodes being like, I don't get it. And now after these two episodes, I'm like, oh, I get it. But I get it from his dancing 
I just don't feel like I get a ton of personality from him. I don't know. It's not that I dislike him by any stretch of the imagination. And he's, like, relatively enjoyable. But, like, he doesn't ooze charisma, I guess. Yeah, I mean this in the nicest way. I just don't necessarily care when he's talking. (laughs) In the nicest way. I just don't like listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it. Which, is it fair to say I feel that way when most of the male stars are talking, I just kind of tune out this season? <laughs> I kind of understand it. So it's it's not a problem isolated to Apollo. No. For me. But I, I am definitely picking up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. I did know, I knew that their Samba was coming up, and I thought to myself, that is going to be the turning point for Katie if it doesn't happen before then. I have been looking forward to this dance for so long, but we can't talk about it yet. Let's talk about the waltz. Let's just blaze through this waltz, because it's fine. It's a good, okay, I cried. Of course you did. (laughs) I cried, and I knew, I was like, Chris is going to hate me, I don't even care, I love waltzes, I am who I am. It was a, it was a, it wasn't like an amazing waltz, but like, it was a good waltz, it had everything that you look for in a waltz, it just, I smiled and had like tears in my eyes through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They looked elegant, Mm -hmm. he has a certain degree of grace in his yes. movements. Sometimes his transitions can get frantic. Mm-hmm. Not just in the waltz, but it really sticks out in a waltz where we're being so whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And then all of a sudden, like, bam! Yeah. Like, thank you. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. Whoosh. But they have good, they have a good partnership. Yes. I would say they probably have one of the better partnerships mm -hmm. of the couples this season. It's, it's just friendly. Yes. It's, it's not a, it's not a partnership where I'm like, oh boy, this is like off the charts so good. No. But you, you have a certain degree of connection between them Mm -hmm. that works. They just seem in line personality wise. Yes. So the judges score it pretty well you know it gets a nine an eight and a nine um for a total of 26 i was surprised at len's eight because len gives very harsh criticism says that it was riddled with bad footwork his head was to the right and it should be to the left and like i would think that those were relatively big things to get wrong so when len pulled up an eight i was like oh okay i'm surprised by that But I think, Len, when the other judges start raving about things, and he's like, well, there were issues, and I'm going to score it well, but as soon as they're just, like, vaunting praise onto it, I think that starts to turn Len a little bit grumpier, and he'll really highlight the negatives, and then we'll still score it well. Same thing on the opposite end, if the other two are really criticizing a dance he'll come with here's what i really liked about it blah 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 and then barely like sometimes give a lower score than the other judges or just on the same level 
he is exactly what we do to each other. What? <laughs> we never have differing opinions. We're always so respectful of the other's opinions. You saying that makes me want to jump down your throat and tell you how we always have opposite opinions and we are always at war with each other. You saying that makes me want to hate whoever it is that you love this season. I hate Layla. Well, let's move then to that Samba. Okay. They show them backstage. You know, they're announcing like up next, it's Apollo and Julianne. And I see her outfit and I gasped. Because I absolutely know this samba. This is one of the one of the most iconic dances in Dancing with the Stars. And it's weird because there's not necessarily anything special about it. No. <laughs> it like I feel like I'm gonna rag on it a little bit. And I like I loved it. Like hear me say, mm-hmm. like, I loved this dance. And I do think that like I understand why it was such a big hit, but it is funny watching it back. Like, wow, this is one of the dances that like stood out as an iconic dance. Like, it's just interesting how that happens. I don't know what would make this a a viral sensation. I agree because it definitely stands out as one of the the great dances of these early seasons Uh because it is just technically a well-danced dance but where like say mario and karina's expertly done paso from season three is just an incredibly well executed traditional paso it isn't necessarily remembered to the degree that this one is yeah whereas like a gimmick dance joey's star wars tango from the week prior is an iconic dance of the early seasons Mm -hmm. in part because it has the star wars gimmick yeah you understand why that one would be you know oh this is a a a newer show they're highlighting star wars look at how much they went for it look at how gimmicky it is iconic i understand that there were times in his dance, and I, I think it was worthy of the score that it received. I do think it is a great dance, but, like, he looks awkward when he shimmies. Like, he he is not a natural shimmier. I'll give you that. Yeah. I just, I just think the whole thing is so sharp. It's well executed. It has everything you want in a samba. I think it helps. I really do think Julianne's really distinctive costume helps it stand out and i think how one says like there are just dances where everything comes together where the music the costume the choreography just all is works in perfect harmony and this was a dance that had that when they were when they do in sync moments i mean they were perfectly in sync you can really see, whereas on the first three weeks of the show, he's been, you know, he's been good. He's been towards the top of the leaderboard, if not at the top of the leaderboard. But this was like a breakout couple of weeks for him. And I think mm-hmm. it's coming at a good time where it is time to establish a dominance over Joey, you know, because mm-hmm. I would say right now, this is Joey's show. Yes. 
it's absolutely Joey Fatone's show. Yeah. I agree with everything you're saying. I think, though, it is not a perfect Samba. There is one way that this dance could have been improved. Perhaps a roll or two? You guessed it. I watched it twice because I wanted to make sure that there were no Samba rolls. Well, because they do like a, like a together, like very close contact together, like spin type of move. But it is not a roll. It's not a, a Samba roll. roll. No. Oh, you're talking about the one like they have diagonally placed on. Yes. Yeah, no, that is absolutely not a Samba roll. No, I know. But it was like the closest thing that one could get to being like, there's kind of a roll. But no. there's not. No, it's not. They're just like... They are rotating together. They are spinning. They are doing a partner spin. And their arms are yeah. at diagonal angles. Good for them. Everybody can do that. <laughs> but nobody can do a samba roll. <laughs> if I were a judge, would I pettily take off a point for them not doing a samba roll in this dance? Probably. If I was I am a judge, I, I would pedally take off a point for every samba that does not have a samba roll until the producers come up to me and go, what the heck, Katie? You know that that was a 10. And I would just look at them and be like, I saw no rolls and walk away. <laughs> Katie, how come that dance scored a five and the other judges gave it 10s? <laughs> because there were no samba rolls. Good day, sir. Because <laughs> Emmett Smith isn't out there. I said good day. <laughs> the only thing fake about me is this. <laughs> you, you throw out Heather Mills's leg. <laughs> so Apollo and Julianne are truly established as real contenders to the throne this Yes, their Samba scores a 30. I don't know if we officially said that. They see straight 10s. Should have gotten at least one five. <laughs> we move then to somebody that the judges really want to be a contender. Katie, do you think Ian and Cheryl should should have their eye on the prize as much as they do? I think he probably feels, Ian probably feels a lot of pressure because he's with the two-time champ. He's with the current reigning champion of the show. But he needs to set more realistic expectations than the Mirrorball at this point. I think Ian... Ian. <laughs> I think Ian is is good... Mm-hmm. But he is not. I I kind of agree with the judges. He's not living up to the potential that he seems to have, and I could not tell you why. Well, I loved the way that Len put it in week five. I believe it was for Ian when he's like, "You're a competent dancer. All of your dances are competent, but we want you to push it." And he's just not doing that but it's weird because like he isn't not it's just one of those things like the x factor is missing and i can't tell you what makes that absolutely i 100 percent agree with you and i it, it really is either you have it or you don't and he does not um 
I think in their waltz, you know, they had good up and down flow, but like I didn't feel anything watching them. Like I did not feel any big emotion out of them. Um, and I think this was the dance that Carrie Ann says she does not feel like he's breathing when he's out there. Mm-hmm. And once she said that, it I think that clicked a lot of things in my brain. Yeah, she she refers to him as being like unsteady, a little unstable. Uh-huh. And I get that. In this dance, I just recognized I know you talk you have talked a lot this season about body contact Mm -hmm. which is not something I ever notice and in this waltz it felt like they were so far apart isn't it so crazy I don't know why I have been like noticing it more maybe it's just because they're not like these contestants don't seem to be doing as good of a job as like past seasons contestants but like once you see I I I just figured it was because we're in like month 27 of quarantine and you're just looking to be like in close contact with another person chris yes i have missed the intimate touch of a man you are correct (laughs) in that i am lonely i am single if any of our listeners would like to reach out my phone number is (laughs) (laughs) but isn't it funny once you notice it like once you see that gap and you see that it's Mm -hmm. like it sticks out like a sore thumb Mm-hmm. I don't know. This this waltz was kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. and the judges were all over the place on mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, the scoring is all over the place. Seven, nine, eight. And that judging sequence is so weird, too, because clearly Bruno doesn't know what he's saying. Because yeah. Bruno says, at times, he's Mr. McDreamy. And other times he's Mr. McStiffy. And the audience and like Ian and Cheryl both kind of like reacted like kind of uncomfortability. If you don't know why that's maybe something to be uncomfortable about, don't Google it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, Bruno at the end is like, what did I say? And Carrie Ann just goes, cause you said stiffy. <laughs> and like, she's clearly trying to not say that on microphone, but yeah. like, she just says it right into her microphone. Yes. Um, but clearly the censors didn't care because Tom and Samantha both like say it multiple times after that. Mm-hmm. But I felt uncomfortable every time. I felt uncomfortable every time. More importantly, Ian fell out of my good graces. It's not a disco ball trophy. It is a mirror ball trophy. You don't even know what trophy you're competing for. Then you get out of here. You get out. That sassy sheriff. (laughs) So then. My brain is now going to like the most obscure references. And I'm not even trying to explain them. No, don't. You're either with me or you're against me. I love your energy right now. Katie, I'm in a sweat box. (laughs) I don't think I'm with you. I think I'm against you. It's 84 degrees in this apartment. (laughs) Turn your forking AC on. How's that dulcet AC tone? Don't you love that sound? 
I can't hear it, so it sounds fine. And then in week five, I was not fair in my in how I took in this dance. Well, was it because of the package? Uh, both. It was because of the package, and it's because like this was such a good Emma and Cheryl dance that like I. I literally, like, I just directly compared it, which is so unfair. And I know that. Like, that is so unfair of me. But I was just like, this was nowhere near that. Oh, sorry. I was treating you like one of the male celebrities and was just tuning you out. Um. <laughs> well, why don't you talk about the package and talk about how uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were. Oh, yeah. Because... Ian feels uncomfortable dancing some of these moves. He feels that they're too feminine. He feels that they don't make him look good. So he's like questioning Cheryl's was choreography. It, was it feminine? I, I genuinely don't remember. Was it like a... Did he say that they were too feminine? I thought he, he just felt awkward. Like, I thought he felt like his body just didn't move that way. He doesn't say feminine. He kind of says, like, I don't think I look good doing this. It doesn't look, like, natural right on me. Um, The judges then talk about, like, a femininity in what he's doing. And so maybe I unfairly conflated the two. Okay. Okay. But I figure in a samba, because, like, when you're talking about a major Latin dance like this, for men we do talk about the expected hip action we talk about like the smooth movements you do don't feel strong they can feel kind of anti-masculine a good dancer will make them look masculine but it's right it's not something a man will in our patriarchal stereotypical society Um, with toxic masculinity this isn't how you're supposed to move so ian is doubting this at every turn and is kind of questioning cheryl's choreography to the point where she has to leave the studio because she's frustrated that he basically won't accept her choreography well yeah he he verbatim says can we put something else there yeah you don't question the pros the pros know what they're doing in terms of these dances. They know what the judges are looking for. They know what is expected. They know what looks good because they do this. Mm-hmm. Ian also recognizes Cheryl is the two-time reigning champion. Cheryl knows how to choreograph and what looks good on somebody. Mm-hmm. So personally, I got angry because you don't question your pro. Mm-hmm. your pro is not out here to make you look a dang fool no and that's like like it comes down to trust really you know at the end of the day and i i don't know if it's because of like i'm just so midwestern i'm like how dare you question the professional how dare you honestly be like i don't want to do this thing i know what i'm talking about like you don't know what you're talking about so they dance the samba. Mm-hmm. Cheryl way outdanced him in this dance. Well, this is where the judges really say it's competent, but we're looking to be wowed. Mm-hmm. And I felt this so hard mm-hmm. that it just, 
I don't know what they need to add, but it doesn't have that something special. It was kind of interesting how Len said, okay, the first thing you need to do is work on your choreography. The second thing you need to, like, when you're learning something, work on your routine, then technique, then performance. And I think maybe that's a good way of saying it to Ian, because it does feel like he wants to maybe focus on the performance too early and he just needs to learn it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't even know how to diagnose what's wrong or what they need to change or what's lacking. It, I just, I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. And he does not have it. Not yet, at least. Yeah. You you can see how he could do, how he could be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. But he isn't. Do you think it might be because he wants it so bad? No. Because, honestly, I try not to let the packages inform what I actually think of the dance. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's obviously impossible to do. But just watching this, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with this dance, but but it's not there. And that has mm-hmm. nothing to do with like, oh, he just wants to win. Okay. Okay. So their Samba scores a 24. They get straight eights. Good for him. All right, barging on ahead to the star of the season and the her most partner. <laughs> and her partner and the most <laughs> inexplicable Paso and the most inexplicable storyline. Uh, let's talk about Edita Slavinska and John Ratzenberger. <laughs> this Paso Doble. I don't even know where to begin. Do you? I mean, I didn't like... I thought it was a very difficult routine. I thought that his frame was a little bit improved. But he was completely flat-footed. I felt like he gave it 100%. But his 100% is just nowhere near where other people's are. It's like how I felt about the dance, but I didn't have like a strong reaction to it. Oh, you are. Yeah. I'm about to go in on this. Dull, 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 no energy, no strength in his mm-hmm. arms. Um, Edita did what she could to save it, but also, <laughs> so because the song had to do with the magic because Edita knows how to give us a Halloween-themed dance. Um, <laughs> I knew you would say <laughs> Edita decides John is going to be a wizard, and Edita is going to be a witch. Now, mm-hmm. does the dance itself actually reflect this concept? No. Um, John, well, John is a wizard of some kind, but as Edita and John try to explain backstage... The real concept in the end is 
Edita starts as like a swamp creature thing that gets transformed into a woman who like transforms into a bird. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to unpack I, I, that. <laughs> I, I, I cannot follow it. All I knew was like Edita was like crawling on the ground for yeah so interminably long um while john was like doing some cape work i mean it did kind of remind me of like harry potter 4 when voldemort's like a shriveled up form (laughs) but like in concept it made no sense in dance it was as lackluster as they could come not a fan in any way and yeah Let's also discuss in the package. Honestly, the fact that I I have more feelings about this says a lot. In the package, Edita does sport her iconic leg warmers. But Edita also wears pants. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, give us the legs. It's not a betrayal of her brand. But it kind of is. Emotionally, it is. But I guess maybe she's just like branching out. And when you are the star, you're allowed to try something new. It's her pants period. You're allowed to take some risks. (laughs) Yeah. When you are at the top of your game, you can do those things. So it's overscored 655. (laughs) Overscored at a 16. Yep, John lands in the bottom two for that. I mean, honestly, Edita should have just been a ghost and it all would have worked. <laughs> and then in week five, we get a Samba. I appreciate how in the packages they are trying to throw so much goofy shirt at John. And he is just no selling. I know. They're like, hey, we want you to come in and like a kilt. Yeah, John's a drummer, so come in and do samba drums. And he comes in in a kilt. And then Edda's like, oh, no, 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 no. So then they wear, like, carnival outfits. And John still no-plays it. <laughs> I I kind of love it, even though, like, he could be doing so much more on this season and be so much more fun. But I kind of love the energy. Like, you go, girl. Give us nothing. Yes. <laughs> Um, their Samba was fine. I enjoyed this one a little bit more than their Paso because mm-hmm. he looked genuinely joyful through this. Yes, he did. And that did, did a lot to sell me on the dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was bouncing like he was doing a jive. He had no hip movement. But... No. He was, like, skipping at times. Like, the the shoulders were just so bouncy and stuff. But somehow... But it was good for him. Yeah, somehow he sold it. It is correctly yeah. scored at an 18. But... He does he does so much better when he's in hold with Edita. Yes. When he is meant to do his own thing, he just can't quite sell it. But when he's with Edita, it looks so much better. <sighs> I'm about to say something controversial yet brave. (laughs) Okay, give me a minute to brace myself. I think we both recognize that John is underperforming 
the the potential that he could have brought to Dancing with the Stars in mm -hmm. maybe not in dance he's maybe about living up to what we might have expected but in terms of like the personality energy he could have brought he's not meeting the potential you would have expected but i somehow in spite of all that enjoy him for what he's bringing to the season so what is controversial yet brave is what you see in clyde drexler I see in John Ratzenberger, not to the same degree. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, in spite of what I know to be true, I can see with my eyes. And yet. <laughs> I'm happy for, I'm happy that you have that because I have Clyde. Like, I want you to have a Clyde. Yes. And I, I am going to be very charitable with Clyde in this episode. I'm going to be charitable with you because I know we're going to be saying goodbye shortly. And you know how I am when I get with, when I have these stupid contestants that are like really not that great and that don't necessarily have that great of a personality and I just latch onto them. Kitty, you're just so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> From one underperforming celebrity to another underperforming celebrity. Is he underperforming though? <laughs> it's Master BRC. The notorious BRC and Karina do a paso to a fabulous song. They do a paso to Black Betty, Bamalam. And they score a 21. All right, moving yeah. along to. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not ready to move along. <laughs> The fact that they scored it a mother forking 21 <laughs> is so egregious to me. I thought the dance was not great. I'm going to say something that I hate. You can see him trying. Like, a little bit. Okay, no, because his posture you can say yes it's bad but when you typically think of bad posture it's like shoulders hunched leaning yeah. forward he is like bending backwards mm -hmm. because he is trying to stand straight up he is trying so hard to have good posture he's gone too far so it's a thing of i think he's focusing on a couple things that he's like i'm going to do a couple things well because I can't do everything. I'm not a natural performer. I'm going to do a couple things well. And unfortunately, he's not doing them well. But I saw it and was like, well, he's trying. It's not good. But I could see the effort there to have better posture. It's just not paying off. This is not me trying to be like, yay, Billy Ray, you're trying. This is me just saying, there are a couple things that he's clearly trying to do. He's just not doing them. I just don't, like, I can, like, understand that he's standing with correct posture. But that does not, like, I'm like, okay, like, that's not, I'm not going to give you a gold star for that. I'm not going to, like, I just felt like he walked through the dance. I thought that he looked lost at so many different parts. I thought he forgot a portion of the dance. 
there were moments when like you know he should be in hold with Karina or he should be like you know grabbing her hand and he would just be grabbing anything he could like it's I I he is not a good dancer and it just felt vastly overscored well yeah that is me doing my like Len I'm giving you nice feedback before I give you a low score I'm just... It, I would have given it a five. Like, it's not me saying you get a gold star for it. I'm saying we can see where you're putting certain effort. It's not paying off what you're doing. <laughs> I think that she's doing a good job of... She's doing so much, but it's not super obvious in ways like some people will do a lot of dancing where it becomes so clear how little their partner is doing she's somehow giving the appearance of look at what he's doing even though he's not doing anything i can agree with that like elena starts off a dance with clyde where he's literally standing in the background and she just like comes and does some dance moves jonathan starts a dance where like she's doing nothing and he's doing everything somehow even though karina is doing so much more than billy ray i didn't leave thinking oh billy ray did nothing i was like oh they did stuff does that make sense probably not i just can't with him it makes sense it makes sense i just can't i think i can't give him any praise i think we when i have clyde getting so harshly judged and so harshly criticized and i understand that maybe they feel as though billy ray is giving more than clyde is and i'm not going to get into that because i i don't know but it's just so frustrating to see in my eyes basically the same level and to see billy ray getting like so much more praise than clyde is it's just frustrating. well i understand how they end up giving billy ray so much more praise because their package involves karina like going off and crying not because billy ray isn't like doing the work it's because he's clearly like doing work with her like they show them practicing and she's just continuing to correct things and eventually is just like i don't know how to fix things i don't know how to teach him uh yeah in a way that like it will stick and it will look natural so the way that's framed and he's like i i feel so bad because i'm i'm trying and it's just not working it's framed in a way that's like okay well see he is trying for her they just can't get it i i don't know i i think i'm not really digging this season in a way that like two and three were were good and rather than me rather than this being a podcast where i just come on i'm like uh whatever blah blah i feel like for me i'm trying to be i decided this week to just be more charitable to everybody to be like you know what i'm going to enjoy what you're trying to give me rather than me just being sick of everybody hating most couples because they're hardly trying they're hardly delivering like you're gonna hear me say a lot of nice things about clyde would you have expected that last week absolutely not but i just realized 
I can't do this for me. I can't do this for my benefit. So am I probably being far too good to Billy Ray Cyrus? Absolutely, I am. And I will not apologize. Okay. Not asking you to. So they're overscored. Moving right along. Yep. <laughs> they have a rumba. This one, um, Karina does not really do as good a job disguising how little Billy Ray does. Well, but it's a rumba and it's the woman's dance, which is what we've said every time now. Yes, but she can't. She can't. Do it all. She can't disguise a, a. She can't disguise a dead fish. And that's what she's dancing with. There were no hips. He stomped his way through the dance. A lot of his arm movements, I thought, were like throwaway arm movements. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. appears mm-hmm. so unnatural when he dances. Yes. There's no flow to it. It's, I know what the move has to be, so I'm going to get to it. And then I stop that move, and now we move to the next one. There's no seamlessness. Yeah. You see where he's vaguely improving in some areas, but he's not coming close to improving in all. And like you said, his his feet are an area that he really needs to improve on, and he hasn't. Yeah. So he scores a 17. He gets a 6, a 6, and a 5. Lives to see another day. He has not been in the bottom two once. So maybe I'll keep my newfound trying to be charitable. <laughs> but Billy Ray lives to see another week. Yep. Someone who almost didn't, who landed in the bottom two in week five. It's Heather Mills and Jonathan Roberts. Oh, yeah. Heather Mills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Jonathan. I had some thoughts on their waltz. Take it away, waltz queen. You know how I love to say, you know, oh, they looked so much better with their partner. They look so much better in hold. Heather really does seem to do a lot better when she is not in hold. Oh, hard disagree. I thought she looked awkward with Jonathan. I thought she looked mildly uncomfortable on hold. And I started to do some like psychoanalysis. And I just wonder if maybe she has some trust issues. I mean, she did say she's having problems pretending to be in love with someone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know why she's famous. <laughs> yep. For pretending to be in love with someone. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, for me, when they, when she was alone, her just shoulders, her shoulders just go all the way up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her shoulders go very far up. But she really, like, maybe not necessarily in this stance, does she look better on her own? But if you think of, like, the jive and, her other dances that she's done she does seem to really blossom when she's able to not be stuck in a hold okay i'll take your word for it this waltz perfectly fine for the most part seven from carrie ann yeah it was eight from the gentleman 23 nothing to write home yeah nothing to write home about she's not a great 
performer, mm-hmm. so it was a. Oh, she she says she thought she was going to fall on her face in this waltz that it was just going to yeah. be bad, and I think Jonathan is right. The fear is like weeks one, two, and three. The judges are a little surprised what she can do. Mm-hmm. Now that that's worn off, she just has to be impressive. And I think she kind of fits the bill here. Mm-hmm. Then the next week, they do a samba. And good news, they give us a samba role. A really very up and down samba role. Yes starts real low goes way high very interesting mm-hmm. i was okay with it mm-hmm. because it's a samba role i would accept any of them yes they get a 10 from me just for having a samba role uh it does not get a 10 from me because there was no hip action well it was a very slow samba like all together i thought so much messing about at the start took forever for her to dance yeah it it just it never felt like it took off no. it never felt like it found its stride it's hard to it just it, it felt like she had two off weeks you know i don't know if i would call the waltz an off week but the samba mm-hmm. it just it didn't ever ignite for me and it's overscored at a 21 yes when she fell at the end i did not really think that it was like okay you know how like they hit their final pose and then they like kind of like are in it for a second and then they walk over to the judges like i thought that she fell uh after what was technically the end of the dance well you may have noticed she was behind like she didn't get through the final moves before the dance or before the music no. ended. So she yeah. she was behind and then clearly was trying to like move faster to hit the end of the dance. So I do think mm-hmm. like she fell because she was just off balance because she was late. Okay. I was just surprised how the judges were like, "Well, I have to take a point off for falling" because I was like, I just didn't even think that this was like a part of Well, the to me, the point went off because the she end, was she, like the end of the dance ended and she still had like four more counts to go <laughs> mm-hmm. which is not ideal no but good news yeah, 21 carrie ann is back on her you should take ballet bullshit <laughs> ballet is not the answer for everybody it's the answer for every situation chris Maybe you should take a ballet class and then you'd understand. <laughs> You're right. That will fix all of my problems. <laughs> Would I maybe be a great ballet dancer? <laughs> no. Is it? <laughs> you are not a ballerina. I mean, I for a minute there, it's just like, oh, wow. I have such white male confidence. I have no reason to be- <laughs> I have no reason to believe I'd be a good ballet dancer. I'm like, would I actually be stunning? Should I move to New York and pursue a career in ballet? Should I have been cast in Spielberg's West Side Story? Is that Anita I'm looking at <laughs> on my screen? 
No, girl. I I don't know any of the I don't know any of like the nameless Jets names. Um, I'd be a great soda pop. I'd be a great action. Isn't soda pop outsiders not Westwood story? <laughs> I think I'd be a great uh, buddy boys. <laughs> If you had to make up your West Side Story Outsiders gang member name, what would it be? Because I think I'd be Buddy Boy. Um, Buddy Boy. I'd probably be... Toots. I feel that for you. Yeah, I'm a Toots. Toots and Buddy Boy. Ah, the adventures we'd have. Oh. All right. If any of our listeners are comic book writers, feel free to write the adventures of, of Toots and Buddy Boy. We'll be trolling fanfiction.net waiting for the first one. <laughs> or if you'd prefer Wattpad. Uh, <laughs> I liked Wattpad. You would. <laughs> now the adventures of Mr. Pork Chop and Legs for Days. <laughs> Dancing their Paso Doble. Her leg control, though. That leg where she, like, puts it up and is just moving it so slowly at the start of the dance. I literally, like, Kim's legs have arrived they took center stage at the beginning of that dance as they absolutely should incredible this dance should have been a 30 i agree i was kind of shocked that it was not shocked feels a little bit like too strong of a word but i definitely thought that this was a 30 as well it does get a 10 from carrie ann but that's it he just, he attacks it with such a ferocity. Like, the leaps, yes. the turns, the stomps. The shaping. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was just incredible. It really felt like punching lights. I mean, it it just was an incredible dance. He he goes for it, and he, yes. he does Delivers. it. It's, it's so good. It's such a good paso. I love at the end the way there's like band hits. Mm-hmm. And so like mentally, internally, you have to keep perfect time to hit at the same time and not be early, not be late. Mm-hmm. And he does like there's a leap, an arm up, another like he has to do those all right in time and he does it. And it looks so good. I loved this Paso. I loved this Paso. I thought this Paso, I mean, Len says it's the best Paso of the night by miles. Mm -hmm. Could not agree more. Like, it deserves the pimp spot. Yeah. Just incredible. He is just so good. He's, He's absolutely right for the show. Yeah. He understands the show he's on. And in some ways, we haven't really gotten a dance like say the star wars tango before where somebody mm-hmm. really good is also doing shtick yeah, and kind of going that's for a very camp. good point and 
because you think about some of our like finalists and winners of the past seasons john o'hurley was doing a certain level of shtick but it wasn't taking over the dances Mm -hmm. joey is kind of letting shtick take over a couple dances but then is dancing really well and is sometimes going so serious he has a contestant unlike ones we've seen before i'm not gonna say he like changes the game because i don't know we really get another shtick heavy great dancer like this again but i love that he exists yes i do too so their paso is great katie what do you think of them doing a rumba i loved the rumba i was nervous for the rumba just because i mean he did a great job with the paso and so you know that he can do a more serious dance however like you said there's an attack there's a ferocity you don't do that in a rumba so i was like okay well maybe he could do this well but like i loved i thought he did everything he needed to do i i it was my favorite rumba of the night i thought that he really brought it well there was one very uncomfortable thing that i kept noticing in this rumba that he did repeatedly which was he did not have his hand on her back he had his hand like on her butt for multiple so portions of the dance. so he had it where layla's fiance would have said no go yes i didn't clock that um okay i obviously we knew before this was the rumba we were implying that this was going to be the one you liked yep as set up before mm-hmm. i disagree um for me the moves were clipped he was kind of hitting them and stopping and then going on so it, it didn't have that flow that smoothness that i wanted mm-hmm I think they had more passion than Layla and Max, though. See, I also disagree there. I don't think Joey's was bad, but Layla's just... Mm. Um, Yeah, I thought that they had incredible passion. Yeah. Um, I did love the look of it. Kim is stunning. Like, Mm -hmm. I loved his untied bow tie. It was was just very nice. Um, well and like he was the one on one leg getting spun around which was which was a cool move i loved that yeah you you don't see that in male contestants like it was just a very i like especially as we've said in the past like how women can really be highlighted in a rumba kim did a really good job of highlighting him Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was good it just was not it was not my favorite Eight eight nine okay. twenty five, and perhaps most importantly, we saw two future contestants in the package. Yes, we did. We saw a very young-looking Alfonso Ribeiro. Yes, and we, we saw. Did. Looks like he still does today, Lance Bass. 
yeah <laughs> never aging lance bass good to see they're already there and did i see florence henderson in the ballroom or am i was it just an old woman who looked vaguely no, I, thought, I think it was her oh louis was in the audience did you see him oh i missed him yeah bannon tensite was in the audience and i got really excited bring in that intensity <laughs> So Joey is going to continue giving it to you every time. Mm -hmm. And someone who can no longer bring it to the ballroom. It's Clyde the Glide and Elena Grinyanko. This is also the last time that we will see Elena Grinyanko as a professional. But she gave us so many hairstyles in these two weeks. So, Yes, she did interesting hairstyles so the waltz katie tell us why the judges were wrong they weren't wrong the judges were right it was hard to see the package that we saw and then to watch this dance because you just were like it clouded the way that you took in the dance in my opinion because this is the one where he's like late to rehearsal and elena is yeah. getting frustrated and makes it sound like this is a recurring problem yeah and they like have a montage of him like yawning and she says like oh he's so laid back but i need him to be less laid back like it just was a it wasn't a great package um i thought the judges were extremely harsh on him though his dance there wasn't a lot to the dance like mm -hmm. i literally felt like they just did the same like three or four moves over and over and over and over again um i still enjoyed it because it's clyde and it's a waltz and of course i'm going to enjoy it but like it was all of his dances are just fine none of his dances are explosive or are something to like sing praises about so it 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 matched the expectation in my opinion and it was fine <laughs> i agree the judges hated it for me it didn't not work but it didn't work yeah it, you saw the flaws the posture his arm extensions it, this essentially the same things every time but i couldn't bring myself to hate it I just think the judges were super harsh on it because, again, this is of week... the package. Well, that and this is week four, and we're saying the same problems every time. Yeah. And they're like basic problems, and none of the basic things are changing. Mm -hmm. It's where, again, perhaps I'm being too charitable to the notorious BRC. But at least a couple of the problems, I'm saying, okay, he's making small steps forward. Clyde, we don't even seem to be making small steps forward on any of the major problems. I mean, I feel like we are, because I think in previous dances, his arms had lacked purpose. And not that I'm saying that his arms were great in this dance, but I felt like there was improvement. I feel like he has made maybe not as big of baby steps as Billy Ray has, but he has still made 
so, like I would not say that he is the exact same dancer as he is from week one. I would say that there have been very small improvements, but I'm seeing them. Yeah. I I didn't necessarily, but we've we have made that clear. Yes. Um so then it's they get they 15. get Yeah, and it's a six, a four, and a five. Is it harsh? Yes. Yes. Is that too bad? Yes. Am I mad about it? No. And then they dance a farewell rumba. And I will say, Clyde in general reacts fairly well to hearing harsh criticism every time he hears it in week four he hears it in week five and he kind of takes it on the chin and keeps talking it's like well just keep voting for me keep doing things we'll try our best i can be frustrated and in the package he does express some frustration but Mm -hmm. he kind of keeps going out there what we didn't mention before billy ray after they hear just horrible critiques after their pimp spot rumba billy ray basically says i'm not gonna say anything more backstage because after that i don't think there's anything i should say Mm -hmm. which was a choice so i i like clyde's attitude that even after all of this he's just willing to be like you know what i understand the judges don't like me and i'm not gonna feel offended by it i'm not gonna feel disheartened by it Well, I loved, especially in week five, and he'd done this previously, when Samantha is saying, like, you know, how are you having such a hard time with this? And he's like, it's hard for all of us. Like, he is so good. He never once is like, I should get, like, special treatment or anything. Like, he's like, we all struggle with this. We are all having a hard time finding time to rehearse. Like, he's so good about making it out, like, the team and not just being like an eye player. And I, I think maybe that's why I appreciate him so much too. It's like, you, it's, it's just really nice to hear that. Yeah. The dance, this rumba is everything you'd expect based on everything we've said. Really the mm-hmm. only, the only thing to discuss from this dance is the lift, which <laughs> made me laugh because it is not a lift. Yeah. It is no one of those like rumba partner has their foot on the ground. The male like spins her around. Turns them. Yeah. yeah. Clyde is just so tall that when he like picks up Elena to do that, he's like at least a couple inches from actually having her foot on the ground. It's, it's, yeah. co- it's, it is comical. And the judges mm-hmm. talk about it like, oh, you broke the rules, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, friends you purposefully did a lift yeah because len len kind of says we know you didn't intend it and elena backstage says you know this wasn't choreographed it was a mistake yeah so it it kind of made me laugh because you you could see it it was not meant to be but Mm -hmm. it, it was just so hard for him not to so the next rumba we saw was joey and kim's and the level of effort you saw Kim put into keeping her foot on the ground oh, yeah. made me laugh out loud because yeah, same. It, it was as opposed to Elena, where it was two inches from the ground. 
Joey had her in the exact right position, but you saw Kim like going even further to like bend her foot down so yes. she had room to spare. It was it it made me laugh. Yes. A four, a five, and a four. Katie, would you like to eulogize him? I mean, I feel like we've done an okay job. There's not a ton that can be said. He was never going, he was never meant to go far in this competition. I feel like, I think as far as like the show goes, and this is not about Clyde, this is just about like the show. I think that it really maybe highlights the difference between basketball and football players historically on the show. And it appears that basketball players maybe are not used to the same level of commitment as football players are and maybe their training and their intensity is just there's differences there and so I think that he was probably brought on the show because one of the I think Kieran says it you know you should be on the same level as Jerry Rice and Emmett Smith well no he's not he's not built this like it's it's apples and oranges but I loved having him for the short time that I got with him he always endeared me and I will miss him. But it was time for him to go. It really was. If he would have stayed, it would have been wrong. And I didn't want to have to get to a point where I was hating him. And I never got there. I mean, there's really only one other option to go who's not Clyde. Or one other needs to go now. So we'll get to... Hopefully, we'll get to some of those also needs to leave next time. But that brings us to the end of week five. We are halfway through season four. And mm -hmm. I think we're both in the same place here. The season is okay. But it's not following the upward trajectory of quality that Dancing with the Stars has delivered us so far. Yes. But I'm excited to see where we go. And if you're excited by our upward trajectory, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can recommend your friends listen to this show. You can talk all about it. And you can find us on any streaming service. So do it. You can also interact with us and you can tell us all about the comic book that you're going to write for us, all about how funny we are. All the single men can send their resumes to us. We are located on Twitter at JMP Pod and we are located on um, Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. And you can also send flowers to Katie's address, which is 2342. <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> Jill's Aaron Avenue, New York, New York. <laughs> well? Toots, I love you and I like you. Buddy boy, I hear you and I see you. And please remember, stay tuned for The Bachelor, coming up next. Oh, but, uh, but.